Ian Trottier here for an incredible episode here with the great Christine Hetcherson. We are day two now of uh, Clay Clark's Reawaken Tour, Colorado Springs. Christine, this is the first time that we have had a discussion. For listeners, would you please introduce yourself? Who, who exactly are you, Christine? So I'm the founder of Women Fighting for America. We were birthed out of the principles of our constitution, our founding, our Judeo uh, principles. We expose truth, we educate, we activate, and we mobilize. Where are you based? Florida. Christine, what prompted you to do what you're doing? I'm a Christian, and I've worked in the private sector uh, in Washington, D.C. for a very long time as a consultant. Uh, We have dabbled in military stuff, political stuff. I help with campaigns. I understand the swamp very well. And something had been stirring in my heart for a very long time, and I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. How long? Uh, Probably for about a couple years. And it kept growing and growing. And then finally last year, uh, in February, actually, I got off the a plane in Atlanta, Georgia, the international terminal, <laughs> and there wasn't a soul in the terminal, and it was really odd. I felt literally like the rapture had happened. There was nobody there was at not all. not a soul in the terminal. What time of day was this? This was at 11 a.m. in the morning, coming in from uh, Caribbean, and there wasn't anybody there. Nobody. It took me seven minutes to get from off the plane through customs to my next gate. That's incredible. And so I thought that the rapture had happened or I was in Rod Sterling's Twilight Zone. So fast forward, BLM, Antifa, all of this stuff started happening. And on Good Friday, I was having a Bible study in my backyard. And God called me out. And he said, Christy, I called you in 93. You denied me. And I called you in 2012. You denied me a second time. Are you going to deny me a third? Okay. What happened in 93, Christine? So in 93, um, I was 22 years old. I had just given my life to Jesus Christ. And he wanted me to inspire young women um, to to live right, to live holy, talk about, uh, you know, sexual sins, abortion, and things like that. And it was very overwhelming for me at that time. This was in Florida. And so I denied him. And I I did do it for about a month and a half, but I, I walked away from doing that. And then in 2012, I was very involved, heavily involved with the church and my children, and God had me write a book. And the book was called The Plow, the Seed, and the Sun. And looking back, I reread that book last year after I had my encounter with God, and I realized why he wanted me to write that book and put it out. And it was all about the corruption in the state of the church and then government, and it all kind of converged together. And God said, Christy, I'm raising women up, but I'm going to sift my wheat and I'm going to shave, shave my wheat and, and shake my vines, excuse me. The vines he was shaking was the church. The wheat that he's sifting is the government and exposing the corruption and the darkness. And I believe we've been living in the past year and a half of that very thing, that God has been exposing both. Talk a little bit about your time in D.C. What, yeah. what, did, he, what, did, you, what did you experience? Well, in D.C., you know, we have a consultant business, so we help with the troop drawdown in Iraq and Afghanistan. We've done a lot of uh, strategic, strategic business. Stuff, business. And Still so, existing? Oh, yes, it does. Um, Name of it? Global Engine Solutions. 
And so, but I stepped down as CEO and walked away from all of that so I could do the mission that God's called me on. And that is to go around this country exposing the corruption wherever we find it and showing the American people what really is at risk and at stake for this nation. So I, you, you said a couple of years, right? You've, you've been in D.C., what, 20? 18. 18 okay, so it's 20 years. Uh, 18 years. Uh, what's D.C. like today versus when it, what it was like in 18 years ago? In some ways, it hasn't changed at all. The politics are the same. The lobbyists, you sell out to the big money. I think one of the most disheartening things that most Americans don't realize is so let's just take a freshman congressman for example so you've got this green person they're all excited they're charged up they're going to take the world by storm they get in there one of the first things that they have to do they're not allowed to sit on any committees they're not allowed to do anything until they raise a certain amount of dollars so pretty much the first year almost is fundraising until they get those dollar amounts because none of the seniors take them seriously or let them really move the needle or do anything without that funding coming in. So everything goes back to money, 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 funding. That's the reason why there's so much corruption there. And one of the things that we have to do is find a good America First candidate, vet the hell out of them. And when I say vet them, I don't mean just listening to their speeches. Go back to when they were in college, look at what they've written, look at what who their professors were. This is how you truly vet somebody. What they've written about, what they've given speeches about, they have a history, you have a track record. You can really see what formulated their opinions in their minds and where they're gonna go. And when you've done that and you've done your due diligence, you need to give to them directly. Don't give to the Republican Party, don't give to the Independents and the Democratic Party. That money does not go towards that candidate, by the way. Very little bit does. So get behind them, support them, make them do a compact with you. Do you remember the Compact for America back in the 90s under Newt Gingrich? If you don't, look it up. Have something like that. Keep your keep them accountable, but get behind them and support them financially so they don't sell out. You're seeing that same thing today, 18 years ago, but is there something different? I would say no. I would say no. Just how many people are more corrupt. In, in Congress. So the difference is what you saw then it's, it's, yes. is compounded. Compounded, yeah. And would you say that that's now reverberating and having an effect on... You see it in our policies, right? You see it, you see it in the... When you have individuals who have served 20, 30, 40 years, that's right. the only job they know. They only make, what is it, around $173,000 a year. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to become a multimillionaire with tons of houses all over the world flying on private jets on $173,000 a year. The American people need to understand. They need to wake up. My personal opinion is, I think, max 8 to 10 years, then we need to get them out of office. Because then you can't be corruptible. The heart can't be corruptible. Term limits, absolutely. Biden is a swamp yes. creature. Pelosi, the swamp creatures. Maxine Waters, Mitch McConnell. It's on both sides, by the way. It, this isn't this isn't one-sided or the other. This isn't political for me. I am all about our Constitution and our founding. And we're in a place in our nation where we need to not worry about 
uh, parties. We need to worry about our freedom, our liberty, and the Constitution and the founding. That's what we need to give back to. And if we have anybody who's legislating in our country, I don't care if it's local, state, or federal, if they're not upholding the Constitution of the land, they need to go. Now, look, yeah, it, it's, I'll try to convey the presence of which I'm receiving sitting with this incredible woman. You mean business. I do mean business. What is the deep state? Mm. You know, the deep state is the AIDS. It is those who don't get turned over. People think that, you know, we, we elect a new person and they get into office. They're a small part of the problem. The problem with our government today is the AIDS and those individuals who have served inside the Capitol for decades. Those are the people who really control, write the laws, give them to the congressmen or the senators. Those are the individuals with the power. We need to remove them. They should not stay in office. If they're not doing their job correctly, we the people need to have accountability on them. That's the deep state. What's, what's happening right now with, uh, with, 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 with health in the United States? What, what is this COVID-19 virus in your view? What's happening? You know... I believe that as American citizens, we have the freedom of choice. Whether you think the COVID-19 vaccine should be given or not given, if you want to get it, get it. If you don't want to get it, then you shouldn't be forced to get it. My personal belief is I've actually done due diligence. I know what's inside these vaccines. I know how harmful they are. I've seen the true data. I've seen the death numbers. Underneath, when they were um, the SARS virus, remember the SARS way back yeah, when? Sure. So. When they were looking at that, I think there was only uh, 14, under 20 deaths. They pulled that from the market. We have documented over, I want to say the numbers are upwards into 30, 40,000 deaths. Why haven't they pulled that from the market? People are dying and they're forcing our military men and women right now to take that Pfizer shot. My son is one of them, by the way, but my son is not doing it. He is standing up for his rights. First of all, he, he doesn't believe it because there's the, the ingredients and it goes against his religious beliefs, number one. The other thing is, is he's, he's decided that he signed an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States of America. And he said, Mom, I'm not going to take this because I don't believe that this, this goes against everything I signed up to do and to protect and defend, and that's the Constitution. What's, what branch is your son in? He's in the U.S. Air Force, third generation. Third generation, yes, thank sir. you very much. Yeah. Continue about this process in regards to uh, defying this, uh, this mandate from the current administration. How's your son going about that? Religious exemption, what else? Well, he did meet with the chaplain a couple days ago because they make him go through all these different procedures. And the chaplain told him that he would not qualify for a religious exemption because he's had vaccines before in the past, which is your typical vaccines, your polio, things like that. Those are the vaccines when he was a baby that I allowed him to have. Those vaccines do not have baby parts in them. They're not also a DNA altering drug, a genotherapy. So this goes against everything he believes in biblically. So they said, well, we're not going to let you have that. So my son right now is standing You're going to have what? The religious exemption? Yes. They, they already told me he probably wouldn't qualify for it. Probably so, wouldn't qualify. Okay, so they're setting probably. standards. They're setting standards. Defining However, what I will tell you this. Your listeners need to know this. Not one single Muslim in the military has to even go through the process. They are automatically exempt. Is that not discrimination? Wow. That is discrimination. They are targeting Christians. 
They are targeting our young males, I believe. They want to weaken our military force. Well, how to do it? Make everybody get this jab, which we know makes people sick. A friend of mine actually is going to a funeral on Monday. His son, 22 years old, healthy, healthy military serving young man, didn't want to get the shot, got the shot, ended up with um, serious heart issues, went into the hospital and just died a couple days ago from the vaccine. Where was this? This is in Hawaii. And my friend right now is flying to Philadelphia to his mom and dad's for the funeral on Monday. They're not reporting that, are they? We have got to understand that Americans, we the people, have the power in our pockets and in our voices to stop all of this. Stop funding anti-American companies, stop complying, and start saying no. Could you imagine if everybody decided in one week, let's pick a week, to say no for one week, we're not going to wear masks, we're not going to get the vaccine, we're not going to comply anymore. Things would turn around really quickly in this country because we have the power. They're not afraid. Pelosi and, and Schumer were never afraid of Trump with that fence around the Capitol. They were afraid of the people. They're afraid that we, if we got ourselves together and united and we understood our Constitution and we, we pushed back peacefully, that we would win. Let's talk a little bit about the military being infiltrated. Uh, I'm going to state it this way. You can react as you know. It sounds like from Dr. Gold's presentation yesterday, it's very clear that using the term, phrase, bioweapon, is appropriate here. I think so. Aren't we seeing every day more and more information coming out about how the United States Fauci collaborated with the CPP? They created this. This is a man-made. First of all, we shouldn't have to take anything that's man-made like this. This isn't this is something so different and how it reacts with your body. It it literally the pro, the spike proteins attach itself to your organs and attacks your organs. I'm not an expert in this area, but I've done enough research to know. We don't know how its long-term effect is going to be on us. So why would you want to put something like that in our bodies? I know for me, I'm not going to. But especially our military force. That raises serious questions to me. We already know what General Milley did, right? He's one of the top brass. He should be tried against the United States for treason. And so when you have these type of military leaders, who else is dictating what we're supposed to be doing and this harmful effect that this is going to have on our military men and women long term? We don't know. So what's the rush? If it's a bioweapon, how did it get into the military? Who's the enemy? You know, saying saying that, saying that, you've kind of... We, we, what did Stalin say? We'll, we'll never bring down America from a military might. It's going to be from within. So for the last 50 plus years, we've had a slow, steady infiltration into every single facet of our government. Whether it's, the, whether it's in Capitol Hill, whether it's in the military, whether it's in our school system. You see it. They've been patient. They've waited. And we have not stood up. The conservatives and the Christians and the church have not done their part. We have been asleep at the wheel. And because we've been asleep at the wheel, we've allowed our country literally to be taken over. 
And now we're just now starting to wake up. And I'm here to tell, we don't have much time. People think all the time, they say, oh, 24, we can't wait. Do you really think that they're going to give up power that easily? They've tasted it, they have control, and they are not going to give it up readily. So we the people need to get ourselves armed with knowledge, armed with the Constitution, and start saying no and stop this nonsense of complying with everything. Look at the invasion that we have on our southern borders and our northern borders. People forget about the northern border, by the way. I've spent over five months in the trenches at the border. I've talked to drug cartels, interacted with them. Talking southern now. because Yeah, you made- southern borders, yeah. I, I've been to... Uh, riding along with the Sabre teams, with militia groups, with Sheriff Mark Daniels, Lamb. I've talked to small business owners. I've talked to the illegals. We've followed their, we've tracked them. We know where they're going, what they're doing, and the why. And I'm here to tell you, they are destabilizing the United States every day as we speak. Look at Minneapolis, the Minnesota. Illegals. The illegals. This administration is utilizing the illegals to destabilize the United States. From a financial perspective, from a military perspective, they're weakening us as we speak right now. And it is like the Wild West out there. Okay, what? You mentioned Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. Okay, what were you going to say? So in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I always say the left, the communists, they always test something before they do it. And it's interesting. And I follow not only just Hollywood, even with movies and stuff, there's always a little something of what's preview of what's to come. So look at Minneapolis, Minnesota. Under the later, the last years of Bush and Obama's administration, they took the Somalian refugees. They influxed the Somalian refugees. They planted them in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Since you're a Minnesota girl, you know, what did that do to your city? Oh. oh, oh. Marla Lindner, this is Marla speaking. Hi. One, it took away jobs. It, we see gatherings with Somalians at restaurants, and they're all collectively talking in, in their native language. We don't know what they're doing. They congregate and plan. What are they planning? They take their in their. I haven't done much research, but when I woke up, which I'm pretty new, 17 months into this. Are they getting paid to come here? I think they're given cars. They're getting given jobs. They are. They've destabilized Minnesota. You have no-go zones. Defund the police. You have anti-American candidates. Tlaib and Omar came out of there. So if you look at what they've done, that, that whole city is a sanctuary city, right? That is the perfect model of how you destroy a city. You can't walk safely on the streets even. And yes, they are being paid. They're, all of these illegals, think about how the numbers, by the way, are, are they're lying to you. We're looking at probably in the realm of about 2, 2.2 million right now that have come into our nation. Imagine 2.2 million dollars who are given social security cards, who are given jobs, who are given free housing, clothing, Xboxes, phones, everything, off of the backs of the taxpayer. They'll say, oh, it's going through a charity. Well, these charities get grants from your federal dollars. So it's all of our money. We're a $3.5 trillion uh, deficit that they want to do right now, again, on top of this. And so it's all about destabilizing our economy, destabilizing our communities. These illegals, they owe the drug cartel. They are bringing in fentanyl, car fentanyl, heroin, marijuana, you name it. They're um, sex trafficking. They are kidnapping. They are uh, controlling your, your towns. This is what they're placing in your cities. And don't think your children are going to be immune to this. 
they're gonna be after you. Our schools, it's a, it's the next language. They have everything yep. in. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna have all the languages, you have to have every language, not just Somalian and Spanish. You know, um, and not only that, they have specific rooms for the for them to pray. In. So yes, they, they get do. To pray, yes, they do. But Christians don't get to. That's correct. That's correct. Why? Why aren't people questioning this? I, I I don't think people understand the depth of what and how much this has been infiltrating into our system and even to our school system. We do have a lot of parents now who are standing up because they're ticked off about the mass and what it does to the children. That's the other thing. This administration, I want you to think about this and your listeners to think about why would a two, three, four-year-old have to be masked? Anything that you do is about conditioning. So it takes about 20 days, 21 days to have a habit, right? So when you start putting a mask on a little toddler, you're conditioning that child to not have a voice, to not be seen or heard, and to be submissive. They're also teaching in curriculum right now for a fact in Oregon, California, and New York that there's no such thing as a family, that there's just community. This is in our school books in New York, California, Oregon. Everything is filtering over, and I'm sure it's in other cities. So why are they taking away the parents' authority? Because they want everybody to be submissive and to be trained to be on the government. We are looking at a huge takeover in numerous ways and it's almost like the boiling frog. You put the frog in the pot and you slowly turn up the heat and he doesn't know he's being boiled to death. It's the same thing. They've taken our constitution, they've put it in the pot, they've slowly turned up the heat and they've eroded everything about the constitution. We have been sitting back quietly allowing it to happen. And I can tell you right here and right now with Women Fighting for America myself, not on my watch. Let's get back to the border here. And what's happening on the southern border? I want some detail here from you. And then I want to go to the northern border because you brought up a very good point. We're sharing a border with a country that is still ruled as a commonwealth under the British Empire or British monarchy. We have UN troops, Chinese troops, reports of in Canada. The Canadians are facing a much less stable revolt, if you will, because I'm calling this a revolution, against this tyrant. What are you seeing in the southern border? What are you seeing in the northern border for listeners so that they're aware? So let's hit the northern border for a second. So in the northern border, what we're knowing for a fact is that we have uh, Chinese, we have Russians, and we have some Muslim nations coming over through the northern border. We also have cartel who actually also operate on the northern border. New York State is one of those. What cartel? I I don't want to name them right now. It's, It's really hard to do that because... Um, we're doing some sensitive work and it puts us on the radar so until that's done from a security perspective uh, my, my security team has asked me not to name specific cartel uh, on the north on the southern border I can name a couple of them because we already have called them out and done some work uh, but in New York City in New York State excuse me alone so you have the river that freezes over near where Niagara and all that is but in the wintertime that's where they start trafficking and bringing over the drugs in that particular sector but right now we have a lot of uh, CPP, Chinese nationals and things like that who have been flooding in through that way because all eyes are on the southern border and nobody's watching the northern border. 
So we're getting ready to take a camera crew and a team up there, and we're going to start bringing some visuals to show America what's going on at the northern border as well. The southern border is interesting because we have drug cartels, everything from the Sinaloas to the Zetas. They are controlling. They're, they're in turf wars right now. They've over-tripled their territory into the United States of America already uh, with their operations. This is a very sophisticated operation. I think most people, when they think about drug cartel, they, they think of the movies, right, that they've seen. These guys are thugs, you know, they're not, they're just... Well, it's glorified. It's glorified. These are highly sophisticated businessmen who have a lot of money and who have a very, very sophisticated operation. These are armies. Yes. Why did Kamala Harris spend time in Guatemala? You know, I... I, I think that she was helping to facilitate uh, there because Guatemala, there has been more Guatemalans in the last two months coming across our border than I've ever seen. And there's a correlation to when she went down there and when they started coming over here. So I don't know exactly what she was up to, but when I look at the timeline of all of a sudden the influx of Guatemalans, it was very interesting. It was right during that time. Is it possible? that Kamala Harris is compromised by one of these cartels. Without vetting something like that, I don't like to comment on something like that. I can tell you we definitely 100% have representatives and uh, probably some governors who are on the take. I always say follow the money. Follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. And look at the corporation. When you start peeling back layers of corporations, sometimes they have another corporation underneath them and then underneath them. That's where the money comes from. So again, that's the vetting, right? You want to make sure you're vetting your candidates and following where the money goes. It's easy. You can find it. It just takes a little work. How are you finding success in what you're doing right now? So we have had so much success with rescuing children from the drug cartel, literally. Uh, we have a very specific way that we go about doing it, and uh, we're not afraid. We're fearless. Uh, we, we challenge the drug cartel. And we give them ultimatums. I'm not, I can't get into the how and the why, but uh, it has to do with uh, disrupting a huge money supply to them, and they don't want that money supply interrupted. So we were able to just uh, four or five weeks ago rescue seven children from the drug cartel. Yeah. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Uh, the other thing that we're working on right now with uh, Sheriff Mark Daniels and some other uh, border town sheriffs. What state? Texas? Arizona? That's in Arizona. We are have a plan to do a public-private partnership because our governor, our government and our governors will not close our borders. So we the people have the right to have secure borders. So Women Fighting for America is working on a plan to do just that. And we're very, very excited about that. What did, what did, what did Donald, what did Donald know? Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a guy from my perspective that was an independent, uh, self-financed, and saying, hey, I want to change my country. The media spun his border wall back at him as if he is the tyrant, as if he's the racist. That's aside, what did he know that was happening at the border that he tried to stop outside of the following the money. Well, the human trafficking. 
the human trafficking. And human trafficking, you think it's not just sex trade. There's other things within human trafficking. They're, they're trafficking and uh, taking organs. They're killing children for their organs. Uh, there's very, we have video. Uh, there's a toddler. He was gutted. Um, fentanyl stuffed inside of the gut, thrown back up, carrying over the border. There's children floating. There's babies right now with, who are headless, floating in the Rio Grande. There's body loads. The things that we've seen, I, I have a video of the cartel uh, killing a journalist, shooting him over 57 times. One of them, also, this is, by the way, just right there outside of uh, McAllen, Texas. One of them with beheading several guys, putting it on a car. Mexicans or Americans? This, these are Mexicans against Mexicans right now. But they could be Mexican-Americans. We don't know because they were dead. We couldn't interview them. But we have this all on videotape. This is what's going on at our borders right now. How close, how close are these cartels mm-hmm. to doing this to Americans? How close is, how close are we? Are, give us we're, a time. We're here. There's no close. They're already doing it. They're decapitating Americans? We, we've got, we've got, if you cross the drug cartel, it's a brutal death. It's brutal. Give us an example. I, the video, I just, I can't show it because it's really, really graphic. I, I showed it to a couple people the other night, but they literally... But this is an American off. journalist, you're saying? No, 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 no. The, not this particular video was not an American journalist. Okay. This was uh, Mexicans against Mexicans. They okay. crossed each other. Did, did in, 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 in your view, Christine, mm-hmm. in your view, did... Did the cartels look? I, I, I push this, and I know we've got we've got an issue on both borders. Okay, mm-hmm. we simply have an yep. absorption, a dismantling of the United States, a designed, engineered. It's been like you say, decades. It's now coming to fruition, yep. in large part because of Donald Trump waking up, if you will, to sound cliche, Americans, so they understand what's happening here. The country is falling mm-hmm. at this moment. Yes. Okay, right. The cartels, did they have an influence over this rigging in Arizona? I, I don't have that information. I couldn't tell. I will tell you this. They have serious influence over a lot of politicians and a lot of policies because they, they funnel money. They have businesses. So what do the businesses do? They funnel money. They support campaigns with lots of money. So, yes, just like the lobbyists or anybody else, they, they funnel money to get what they want. Right now, are you seeing... Are you seeing the American women leading this fight? I do. I see a lot of women across this nation rising up. And I'm so proud to say women are fighting. They see what's going on. They see that our children's children's children are at risk for our nation right now. What kind of legacy are we leaving? What are we leaving behind? One of the reasons why I got into the fight is because I I have my two boys and I, I could do something. I could be a voice. I could do something. We all can do something. I know for us women fighting for America, I have a 13-point plan that every American can do right now to help save the sovereignty of this nation. What is it? And it's simple stuff. I'll put it on my website or they can text FIGHT to 91776. Text FIGHT to 91776. You will get that information. Um, it's everything from judges and sheriffs. Sheriffs are really key. I do want to talk about that really quick because I work with a lot of the sheriffs. And elected sheriffs, in my personal opinion, are going to be a huge key to turning around our nation and saving our sovereignty. They have a lot of power. They have the power. If our governors, if somebody's doing something illegally, they can walk in and arrest them right then and there. The elected sheriffs can. 
We need to partner with our sheriffs. You need to have monthly meetings with your sheriffs. You need to have a compact with them. You need to support them and campaign for them if they're doing right. You need to say, are you going to uphold the Constitution and not in uh, in uh, go after these unconstitutional mandates? A mandate's not a law, by the way, people. Whenever anybody says you have to do a mandate, it's not the law. They cannot enforce that. So we need sheriffs, brave sheriffs, who are willing to stand up, but they need to know that the people are behind them. So that's just one thing. Judges. People forget about our judges. We need to elect judges who are not legislating from an ideology but from the Constitution. You need to vet those judges. You need to put judges and attorneys in office who are upholding the Constitution and who aren't going to sell us out. Those are two things that you can absolutely do. Get behind them, support them, give them money, work on their campaigns. Social media. We are raising money for two things, Women Fighting for America. Number one, how does the the next generation move the needle? Because we can fight all we want to, but if we don't change the mindset of this next generation, we're done. We're going to be right back here again. We need to hit them where they live. That's the gaming industry. That's social media. That's a media blitz. So we need to have a campaign to counteract, actually not just counteract, we need to be on the offense, not on the defense. We've been playing from behind far too long. It's time for us to be on the offense. So imagine a beautiful campaign hitting the gaming industry, hitting all of the social media with really cool visuals of how cool it is to be a patriot, how cool it is to be American, how cool it is to know the Constitution, how cool it is to stand up and fight against this tyranny. Black Lives Matter is the perfect example. If they can do that, we can do it on our side. We need money to do that. The left has very, very deep, deep pockets, and we're always begging for money. It's like, what are you waiting for? Why are you holding on to your money? At the end of the day, when we're living under communist rule in 14 months from now, and you didn't do anything, you're on a list. You're going to be gathered up. Mark my words. They will empty out your bank accounts, and you're going to be an enemy of the state because that's what communism does. That's where we're at. So that's a huge key. An example of what I'm talking about. Do you guys remember, uh, and I don't know if it's still playing, but the left had this uh, commercial of the young boys and girls that were playing on the slides, they were going down the water water slides, and they were like, they're back to normal, they got the jab. And then they had this other picture of these kids with masks, and they were all depressed, and they couldn't do all this fun stuff. That's an example that's visual, that's powerful. We need to do that. Um, another key thing that we can do is... Donate and give to organizations. Volunteer your time, your talents. If you don't have the money, you have a skill. Get involved. Show up to rallies. Show up, show up, show up. Not on a Saturday when they're closed down. If you're going to do a rally, do it when they're in session. You, they have to know you're there. Also, another thing practically you can do, email and call daily. And I mean daily with a D, daily. One phone call and one email equals 1,000 constituents called. That's powerful. Keep the pressure up and keep the pressure on. And there's other things, but the other thing that I want to mention right now that's so critical and so key, every single person listening to this needs to contact their governor, and they need to tell their governor right now, they need to shut the state's borders down. You have the power to stop the illegal influx into your state. Don't allow it, because what they're doing is they're targeting the, the red counties, and that's where they're influxing all of these illegals to not only take over the votes and change the dynamics in the landscape, but to destabilize financially your community. Call your governor and say enough is enough, and I demand it now, or we're going to hold you accountable. Even my great governor, DeSantis, isn't doing it. And alternatively, uh, outside of contacting the governor, also contact the county sheriff. Oh, absolutely. Call your county sheriff. 
call the uh, actually also the supervisor of elections all of those individuals that anything that you have a grievance with they're not holding up the constitution put pressure on them let them know we're here and we're not going away we the people are here to stay and we're not going to be silenced anymore we are woke and we are going to fight and we are going to take back this nation christine you, you mentioned fall the money that's uh that's something that, that, that I urge listeners. I've been doing it many, 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 many shows. What's wrong with the financial system in the United States? From oh, There's a whole lot wrong with the financial. Are you talking about from the political realm? From a governmental realm. From a governmental realm? Yeah, it's a political realm. So they feed, they're feeding on... They've overstepped their bounds. So when the Constitution was created, when the Founding Fathers were created, it was a, it was a down, up, not up, down, Okay. And they flip-flopped this. So now the, the federal government right now is pretty much almost the most powerful business, corporation, entity in the world. The money that they have, that breeds corruption. And because we don't now have control, we've allowed that control because money controls. And we have got to get back on track with that. And again, the only way you can do that is there's power in your voice, in your wallet. You know, I'm I'm all for right now all of us standing up and saying come November when taxes are due to say we're we're going to withhold our taxes. Until you do what we're supposed you're supposed to do. You're not upholding. Why are we going to keep giving you money to destroy the United States of America and rip up the constitution? We're not going to do this anymore. If everybody did that, what are they going to do? Put us all in jail? No. The IRS isn't even truly a government entity, by the way. Well, it's not a United States government entity. It's someone's entity, however. (laughs) Even the the Federal Reserve, people think the Federal Reserve because it has federal on it. That's not a government entity. That's privately, that's owned by the Rothschilds, by the way. Okay, okay, so fine, so fine, so fine. (laughs) How do you know that? All you have to do is Google it. They, they started it. This is all knowledge. This is know your history. You can get this. Google it. Look it up. Follow the Rothschild family. Follow the Stanley family, Morgan Stanley family. There's a lot going on there. That's How about the Rockefeller? Other, the How about the Rockefellers? I could go down the list. That's a whole nother show. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so fine. So, so, so you have, you've identified something very important here. And that is that the Federal Reserve Central Bank yep. is, you just said private. It's private. it's private. How does that then represent a republic? It doesn't. It doesn't. Why do you want, why do you think they want a global economy? Why do they think, why do they want to destroy America? America is literally right now the last stone in the way. When America falls, there's no place to run, there's no place to hide. Zero. We are the great watchmen of the world. We are the powerhouse. We are the protector of Israel. We are the protector of the voiceless. We are the protector of those countries who can't fight for themselves. That's who we are. We're a great nation. They want us to fall so they can take over their globalist agenda. They want one of two things. They want the elites and they want the submissives. That, why do you think they're going after the small businesses? We are the engine that drives America. The what middle you, class, the are middle you saying? Class. The middle class is the engine. They are the heart. They are the heart and soul of our country. And they have to destroy the heart because they need to take over and, and corrupt. And why do you think COVID was the pandemic? It was there so they could shut down and destroy. 
and they are never going to stop the mass mandates. They are never going to stop the shots. They are going to keep doing the booster shots. They're, it's all about control. It's all about control, 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 and taking over our nation and our country. And we've got to stand up and say enough is enough. We're not going to let you control us. So before we go, and I thank you for your time, uh, we have... <laughs> We have the very wonderful and beautiful Marla with us. Yes, and, 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 and look, I want you to understand, Christine. Marla, I don't think you were listening to this. But early on in the discussion, Christine made it very clear that she was not on either side of the fence here politically. Marla, from someone who was, say, Democrat, and again, this is coming from someone, me, who doesn't like either side of the political aisle, okay? I think both are corrupt. Marla, what, what, what got you there to saying, hey, there's, there's something wrong here, and what is your question for this fine woman here? What got me to this point of, well, I voted for Hillary, I voted for Obama, I wasn't into politics, I voted blindly. I, I didn't, I followed others. And then a friend introduced me to the fall cabal, and it woke me up. I learned that the media was lying. And I, once I learned everything, it changed my entire world, and I thought I was going to die. I had to leave my family. I went to a hotel. Because I didn't want, I was, they, they were, if I had woken up any earlier, I would have been in the same cycle. Because knowing what you now know, it can put you in a dangerous situation mentally. So I woke up my family and they saw the corruption and I taught them what was going on and we're, they're still, we're all still learning because it's so deep that everything is done by design. So I took a picture of my son's birth certificate. In the far left corner, if you look at your kid's birth certificate or your grandchildren's birth certificate, my son's birth certificate says the Northern Trust Company. What does that mean? What? Who owns this birth certificate for real? I haven't looked into that, but I definitely will now. Does a bank own my child? Could that be a possibility? It's a trust company. Don't they work with money trust companies? They do. Why is that on my son's birth certificate? And not only that, if you go into the top right corner, there is a hidden initial. And guess what letter it is? R. Oh, R. Look at that. Can you see that? The outline of the R? I couldn't see it. My son and I got in a little fight. I'm like, I cannot see it. I cannot see it. It's like that hidden, like, where's Waldo? You know? Well, he outlined it. And it took about a couple days for, for me to really see it there. And on the left side is another circle. That one was a B. A B and an R. I don't know if each birth certificate is different state to state, but this is a Minnesota birth certificate. My friend looked at their Minnesota birth certificate. It was the Northern Trust Company. We looked into the Northern Trust Company. 
It's, a, it's, it's lineage. You have lineage of money and babies. So I have a lot of questions around that. And I think a lot of people should be asking questions. Why is there a trust company on the birth certificate? I think that's a great, and I'll tell you what, Women Fighting for America, we expose, I will be investigating that very thing, and then I will get back with you on that. But I can tell you, from the cabal, from this masterful plan, this has been in play for 60 plus years. This isn't something new, and I, I'd actually almost go even further back. Go back, but, but the go banking, back. But the banking system with the Rothschilds and all of these families, they, they've always had a global agenda always that that that's been the end game and they can like a like like a united nations like, yes. agenda yes and i'm going to tell you one of the things going back to what you said about the un and canada we actually have un here we have photographs and video of military un tanks and great Where? vehicles coming into the united states of america where Oh, they're coming through Pennsylvania, and they're ending in FEMA camps here in the United States. So we're following this. We're tracking this right now. We, we, we're tracking some stories right now with what we think. I haven't vetted it, so I don't like to say anything because I don't want to talk unless it's factual. But I have a very good idea of what they're doing. With um, If you noticed on the southern border, you have a lot of young, male, fit, military-age men from all over from 165 different countries they are separating those young men they're calling the muslim countries and from africa the exotics now so we have them on tape saying we're going to separate these two there was three particular exotics that the border patrol separated they put them on separate buses they're separated we're going to be tracking where they're taking them we have an idea of what they're doing but i'm not ready to say but if you look at the big picture, you got FEMA camps operating that used to be non-existence or dormant. They're now being fired up. You've got UN vehicles moving in. You've got Nancy Pelosi and Schumer setting up Capitol Police stations in California, New York, and Florida. Capitol Police. What does that mean? So the Capitol Police, they're now setting up in states like to investigate. DC Capitol? Yes, DC Capitol Police. They're setting them up in states to investigate and spy on you, the American people. I want you to connect the dots here. I'm, I haven't, again, I'm not going to say, I'm just telling you, here's the story of information that we've gathered, and we're going to connect the dots. Are we, we are going to connect the dots. We yes, are going to connect the dots. Are, are they contact tracing who's not getting vaccinated? Well, when you get vaccinated, you get stamps, right? And there's a, they're all with numbers on them. So you're in a list, you're in a database. So they're going to know who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. The missing people. So, well, illegals do not, they're exempt from the vaccine, by the way. Oh, Did you? Convenient. Not one single, Ill, they even made, I, I believe it was a slip up, but um, the White House press secretary, Jen, she said it, I have it on video. She said it, they're not exempt. Even our undercover DHS and ICE agents, nobody's vetted. Nobody gets the vaccine. They're told to take their masks off. They're coming in sick. They're coughing. They have not just COVID, by the way. They have TB, all sorts of stuff. Polio. They don't get vaccinated. They're influxing all of this disease into our nation. If they were so concerned about COVID-19, why are they letting 
sick illegals. Why don't they lock down the border? Thousand. Why aren't they locking down the border? They want to keep this going. They want the death rate to continue to rise because death equals fear. As long as they can keep fear in the American people's hearts, they're going to be controlled. You can control somebody who's fearful. That's why I'm telling you, stop living in fear. It is time to live fearless. I have literally been to over 30 states. I've been on the road since February, March of last year. I don't wear masks. I don't do any of that stuff. I shake people's hands. I kiss them and I hug them. And you know what? I had COVID back in February of 2020 and my body recovered. And I have, the, I have an immune system. That's what God created us to do, not to inject ourselves with poison. So, yes, they are separating. Look at New York. Look at California. You can't shop. You can't eat. You can't do this. That's about control. That's being rolled out through the United States of America right now. To me, some people would say, you know, from a Christian standpoint, that is, could be the mark of the beast. I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's all about control. It's about controlling your finances. You're not going to be able to go to your bank soon. If you don't have the shot, you're not going to be able to get on the aircraft. If you don't have the shot, this is what Nazi Germany did. People need to wake up. This is why I'm telling your listeners. It's so important right now to not comply. Thank you very much. Marla, it sounds like you have, you have, you have a quick question. I have another yeah. question. We're aware. The others aren't. How would you recommend do we share this with other people to get them to actually listen? Is, is it going to take their loved ones to die for them to wake up? It might. Go ahead, Christine. You know, it might. One of the things that I like to do when I'm on the road, I like to find somebody who has a different opinion than I do or an ideology for me. And my sister's one of those individuals, so I have really good practice at that. We can always find common ground somewhere. And I would, I would first say to start with something that's common ground that you agree on. Because you can't go in and force somebody and your opinion or what you think and believe. But when you create a rapport with somebody and you find common ground, you can build off of that common ground. And then you build and you build. But you need to also come armed with facts. So lovingly give them the facts. Give them the information. Say, believe it, don't, I, I don't want to be controversial here. I'm not trying to tell you what to believe, what not to believe. Take this information. Do me a favor. Just look at it. And then let's have an open dialogue on the, and a conversation about it. Because I'm open to hear why you believe what you believe. And I have found nine times out of ten, that works. Beautiful. We forgot to listen. We like to talk a lot, but we forgot to listen to other people. And I think that that's where we need to start. The wonderful Christine Hutchinson. Yes. Your website again, please. WFFA.win and text FIGHT to 9-1776. And Christine, briefly, some final words for listeners. There is hope. There is hope in the American spirit. There is hope in the American dream. America's not done. And we the people, we the people are the key to unlock the sovereignty, the liberty, and take back our freedoms for this nation. We must unite, we must be strong, don't give in, don't get weak, don't get distracted, because you're not alone. We're in this fight together and we're gonna win her back. God bless the United States of America. God bless the United States of America. Discussing your truth, thank you very much, Christine. Thank you so much for having me, I appreciate it.